Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. Now we'll be ushered into a time of our scripture reading, um, Acts chapter two. When Pentecost day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? How can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites. As well as residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus. And Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the regions of Libya bordering Cyrene. And visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them saying, they're full of new wine. Peter stood with other, the other 11 apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this, listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk as you suspect. After all, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. 
the sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene was a man whose credentials God proved to you through miracles, wonders, and signs, which God performed through him among you. You yourselves know this. In accordance with God's established plan and foreknowledge, he was betrayed. You, with the help of wicked men, had Jesus killed by nailing him to a cross. God raised him up. God freed him from death's dreadful grip, since it was impossible for death to hang on to him. David says about him, I foresaw that the Lord was always with me because he is at my right hand. I won't be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my body will live in hope because you won't abandon me to the grave nor permit your Holy One to experience decay. You have shown me the paths of life. Your presence will fill me with happiness. Siblings, I can speak confidently about the patriarch David. He died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this very day. Because he was a prophet, he knew that God promised him with a solemn pledge to seat one of his descendants on his throne. Having seen this beforehand, David spoke about the resurrection of Christ, that he wasn't abandoned to the grave, nor did his body experience decay. This Jesus God raised up. We are all witnesses to that fact. He was exalted to God's right side and received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. He poured out the Spirit, and you are seeing and hearing the results of his having done so. David didn't ascend into heaven, yet he says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right side until my, I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel know beyond the question that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the crowd heard this, they were deeply troubled. They said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, change your hearts and lives. Each of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you, your children, and for all who are far away, as many as the Lord our God invites. With many words, he testified to them and encouraged them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Those who accepted Peter's message were baptized. God brought about 3,000 people into the community on that day. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Um, thank each and every one of you for your uh, reading this morning. Uh, we have come to a time where we will hear a word from God. Will you join me in prayer this morning before we go into the scripture? God of justice, God of the people, we come now longing to hear a word from you. May you open our hearts and our minds and our ears so we may hear something that will change our hearts that will give us a way forward. All that is going on in the world, may your spirit be amongst us this morning. It's in Jesus' name that we do pray. All God's people say, amen. Yeah. This morning is a curious summer between myself and Pastor Darcy. 
And I just want to give you a little tid that we, we have a couple of transitions within the sermon this morning from between poetry and preaching. So you'll hear a couple of transitions this morning as we preach. And we'll start off with a little poetry this morning. But I want you to place this in your mind um, and just place this title on your heart so that you can kind of hear grasp of where we're coming from and just say it to yourself or whomever is around you this morning and just say it, words of fire. Words of fire. Words of fire. Fire burns, that's the heart, please, for justice. Fire burns as mothers mourn for the loss of their sons and daughters. And they ask the question, how long will it be before the powers that be see me, see us as humans whose lives matter? How much will it take to break the change of a system built to oppress, built to arrest the very lives of those who look like me? Words of fire come down and give a message that burns, a message that will open up the floodgates of heaven and put out the fires of racism and injustice. Fire burns as the people riot, all because the people are tired. Words of fire, speak to us. Speak to us of pain unknown, multiplied over centuries. Pain deferred, denied, pain that bubbles up from the ocean so deep to form fire in this time. But still, gaslights burn bright, words of fire, the fire next time, the fire of the unheard, fires burn in St. Louis, Minneapolis, Atlanta, New York, and more and more and more, the voices unheard echoed in fire. We are fighting for our lives. We all must be in the fight. Gaslight burns bright into the night, producing false warmth and bystanders standing by while fires burn, moralizing and touting nonviolence. We are fighting for our lives. And you could be too. Nonviolence depends on the conscious of the system, a system designed to genocide, to dehumanize with every divine life lost. We lose a part of you and a part of me. We are lost without George, Tony, Briona, Ahmad, Tatiana, Sharonda, Daniel, Susan, Bernicia, and Sandra, and Freddie, and Khalif, and Philando, and Laquan, and Terrence, and Alton, and Michael, and Oscar, and Kevin, and Trayvon, and Tamir, and Emmett. There are so many more to name. The list is so long. Oh, how long? How long? The whole world should cry out as a part of our whole has been torn asunder. The veil in the temple curtain was torn in grief and pain, yet so many of my community of white others continue to rest under the veil. Words of fire speak out, speak loud. Words of fire from cloven tongues of flame. Not fire and brimstone, but fiery words that call out to call in hope and imagination. Not burning and scorching, canceling and judging, but hoping and building, planting and planning. Producing words of fire from red letters well-worn to the next testament. Fire like the bushes that is ablaze but ever consumed. We can speak words of fire that don't leave us burned and hollow. 
Words of fire, words that give life and keep breath, and in giving we receive. In loving we find love, the capacity to be and to breathe. Words of fire looking into the flame, mesmerized by ancient comfort and wisdom of warmth and heat. Seek fire and heat. Let my people rest from the trauma. Words of fire help me to call my community to action. Call my community to action. In most of our minds, fire gives us a bad feeling. Because for most of us, fire burns. Fire destroys, fire leaves scars, because fire obviously is hot. And even in the religious sense, fire in our own minds, when it comes to placing it in our minds, we think about this place called hell. Because in hell, fire is the main source of our agony. Fire gives us the don't touch the stove mentality. So fire for most of us is something that hurts. It was fire that destroyed Atlanta when Sherman marched through with the Union Army on his way to Savannah. It was fire that burned dozens of churches in the South during the Civil Rights Movement. Homegrown terrorists used fire as crosses burned in the yards of those who fought against injustice. It was fire that burned throughout the city of Los Angeles in 1992 after the acquittal of a policeman who were arrested for beating Rodney King. And every year, fire burns through homes and communities, leaving behind trails of destruction. Fire is what we see on television in Minnesota and Atlanta and New York and Louisville. Fire can be scary even as a young man, and, and I know many of you have heard about it. Fire was taught to us in a way to prevent forest fire from the one Mr. Smokey the Bear. Fire gives us a bad feeling. It can kill, it can destroy, it can intimidate, but it also can open the eyes and ears of those who are not listening. We only have to get burnt once. To know that to touch the flame is dangerous. How many of us have been burned over and over again? Burned when we take on too much. Burned when we give our love away. Burned when we trust a community that lets us down. Burned when we stick out a hand for help. Burned when we let ourselves be known and get disappointed. Burned when someone says the wrong thing. Burned when cancel culture snaps back on us. Burned when our own self-image is wrong and the hard truth is like a burn that continues to hurt long after we've recoiled from the flame. Weaponized fire in the form of burning crosses and pitchforks and torches raised by lynch mobs emitting fire from phones and making false accusations and threatening phone calls. We get burned. Not one more need get burned. Fearful of getting burned. I had a fear of house fires when I was little. My anxious mind had to be soothed late at night many times by my mom who showed me the fire ladder and told me the plan. How will the dog get out? What about my teddy bear? She answered so many times and so many, I don't remember them all. Fire inspired fear in me, triggering a worries of an anxious small mind. Now I soothe those ancients, 
anxious small minds. And I know my mom did the same. Fire seemed unstoppable. I was scared of the flames. Fire consumes wood, expanding it in the blaze and popping and sizzling and roaring and reaching. Fire burns. Fire burns. But fire also gives light. It takes fire to cook my favorite fried chicken. Fire warms us in the cold. Fire can cleanse, fire can purify, fire can sterilize. In the Bible, fire has meaning that gives us the impression that fire represents the spirit within us. Even John, as he spoke to Christ, said, there is one coming that will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah. In the Old Testament, fire represented the very presence of God. In Exodus, it tells us that the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire. And in our scripture this morning, fire again comes into play. Not a physical fire, but a spiritual fire. Words of fire that burns in each and every one of us. A fire that connects, a fire that gives life a fire that gives purpose, a fire that gives us the spirit and the willingness to let our little light shine. Mm -hmm. A fire within us that gives us courage to fight wrongs and pursue rights. A fire that gives us a joy like no other. Fire and joy, spirit and fire and spirit and breath, the Ruah of God that gives lives without it we would die. The spirit of life, God, living, falling fresh on us, neither by the pillar of cloud by day or by the pillar of fire by night was God's place left from in front of the people. God's promise is presence with the people. We are not alone. God was there and has been there and will be there from the desert as a pillar of fire to the baptism by fire to the tongues of fire that inspire words of fire to speak new structures into being new relationships of mutuality we seek the resurrection and proclaim this boldly that in the seeking we and hoping we cannot be stopped the spirit arrives just in time 50 days from the death and resurrection of Jesus, of the hope of humanity, Jesus ascended the reconciler, not gone, but transformed. Fire has represented the presence of God and the spirit of God appears as tongues of fire. Three forms of our triune God, three in one, no separation between the flowing forms. Fire is this metaphoric image the presence ablaze in what Richard Rohr calls the divine dance of relationship, fire, dancing and flickering, illustrating both the power and danger of the fire and in our fiery words and new language given to each of us. New language given to each of us. So as we come together this morning, let's look at the fire that burns during this Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, it tells us that Jews from all over stood amongst each other. I would call it a march on Jerusalem. Because all of the people from all walks of life, people from different regions and neighborhoods and communities, each speaking their own language. 
it was as if people from all over Georgia came together. Black folks and brown folks, yellow folks and white folks, and then people from other states, folks from Kansas and from New York and New Jersey, Minnesota, Mississippi, Alabama, and California. It would be as if it was a march on America, as if they came from everywhere, speaking a different language, having different experiences. But somehow, some way, they all ended up at this house, top floor, at the same time seeking the same thing. And it makes me ask the question this morning on this Pentecost in light of what's going on in the world. How beautiful would it be if we could all live out this scene with all that is going on in the world, with all that is a happening in America where we are seeing more and more unarmed black men being murdered. Wouldn't it be great if the other side could see the pain that these actions cause? Wouldn't it be great if we could all come to one place at the same time, seeking the same thing with the same conclusion to move forward, seeking the same justice? How great would that be for all to see, from all walks of life and regions and religions to see the value of human life, human life of black and brown people? for us to come together as one, feeling the same compassion and hurt that these type of actions cause. So you may ask the question, Pastor Henry, Pastor Darcy, what will it take? What will it take for these things to come about, for us to come together, for us as individuals to see that fire within ourselves? where our language, words of fire, and our actions seek justice that can be seen and understood by all, no matter their race or creed? What will it take for us to understand and love each other? For us to understand that there is a fire that burns in us that connects all of us to a greater purpose. A fire that does not destroy, but heals and builds and connect us in a way that is unbreakable. What will it take? Unbreakable and bonded, the hopeful future is cast. Like those gathered in the upper room seeking community and comfort, there were 120 of them, this budding group of outsiders coming together to mark the festival of weeks, which is celebrated 50 days after Passover. So it had been 50 days since the death and resurrection of Jesus. In the past years, I was struck by this timeline, how long they had been waiting and wondering what might it be like to wait in a room like that, to wait in one place, to be sheltered in place, as it were, to choose to remain in place. Those musings this year obviously take on a different meaning, but it has always been the waiting that preoccupied my mind in this scene. How long did they wait? Not the whole 50 days. Jesus rose on the third day, showing himself first to Mary and the women. He ascended after 40 days, so that leaves 10 days between the ascension and where we find ourselves in the scripture this morning in a tiny upper room. We might have a better understanding of this timing now as we are currently in day 103, or is it five? I don't even know. I know for sure it's Sunday. But for real, we can understand 10 days in a house, even 
in our small house. I have a little personal space here, this converted porch. Um, I have a door even. But there were 120 of them in one room. 10 days must have been an eternity, all of them expecting the spirit. And when the spirit arrives, all of the sudden strange things are heard and seen. From heaven comes a sound like a violent rush of wind. It fills the house entirely where they are sitting. The spirit of the Lord is upon them. There is a breaking open of heaven, the story reads. The community receives the spirit of God around the room. The movement of the spirit is bringing something to life. The risen Jesus has made dwelling among them and within them and through them and in whom Jesus' work will continue. The scripture says the individual flames appear on the heads of those present at the Pentecost event. Individual flames representing the gift of the spirit. The fire of the spirit behaves like all fires. It spreads. Fire connects one flame to another. It jumps. It adapts. It moves. It grows. The spirit hasn't stopped. The scripture says, I am the Lord your God. I will pour out my spirit upon everyone. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. See visions. Visions that speak words of fire from us and to us. Tell us a way forward. Words of fire speak to us. Bring down the spirit of love and togetherness on each of us. Words of fire speak to us. Brush the stains of hate and bigotry out of our mouths so that we may speak new words and create a new normal. Words of fire burn our souls so that we may feel a hold and lift us up from our knees and places us on a new foundation. Give us words to create a new dedication to each other. Dedicated to each other, tongues of fire, words of language of the heart speaking louder than the value of property, speaking life and breath, precious and divine, new languages and points of connection and understanding. Words of fire emerge and crackle and pop, ringing loud and true with the most urgent truth of life. Life divine and God's presence in you, in me, and in all of those in the world those lost speak out your new language reach this ancient truth of life feel it on your tongue say it out loud this rests on you hear it in the voice of a stranger your neighbor set your life ablaze with grace and radical vulnerability learn languages of anti-racism and gender inclusion words of fire drip and jump to be understood and engaged like what David said. Acts 2, 25, 26. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, and I shall not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. We shall not be moved. Our hearts should rejoice. When we see injustice, when we feel the hope fading, remind yourself that God, that the God we praise, that the Christ 
we follow, that the spirit we have will always be with us. Therefore, we rejoice. We, rec we reclaim victory through hope. Aaron Einstein said, great spirits always, have always encountered violent oppression from mediocre minds. So those of us who have decided to walk this journey and fight this battle against injustice and racism and a broken system, we must be warned to be prepared for a spiritual battle. For the Bible tells us that our fight is not with men, it's not with humans, but with spirits and principalities. Because there will be those who still long for us to stay in our place, for us to be quiet, who long for the old normal to stay normal. But we are here as one people in several places with one mind, with the same goal and the same hope and the same light that shines through the darkness. And that is when our words of fire will move to create a new language, a new world order based off love, based off hope, based off our connection with one another. So for this Pentecost, let's come together as one body with many parts seeking the same outcome. For this Pentecost, get tired of seeing injustice, get tired of looking at videos, for this Pentecost, get tired of seeing black people who die by the hands of those charged to protect us. For this Pentecost, get tired, get mad, get upset, and let's come together. To come together, we must disrupt toxic theology that has tried to separate us. In order to reach for this outcome, we must refute a theology that holds to the idols of empire's hierarchy. Take down a theology that upholds white bodies. Remember the Black Messiah. Each Pentecost, I turn to my Bishop Yvette Flunder, who says, the spirit had to arrive with fanfare and the flamboyance of fire and wind and people aglow to grab our attention, to hold it, to keep focus on our fellow humans who were literally on fire with God a God that had come before as a flame and comes again, a God whose incarnation in the brown marginalized man from a colonized population had shifted the whole world to see what it means to be present, to listen, a God who uses fire to speak through the flame. Yet we all could see at last, night was there, the property, the damage, not God and the soul crying out from behind it. We need to hold our attention and focus long enough for us to listen to the language of our neighbor, listen close to their anger, the language that we've probably heard before, but maybe for the first time understand it. Listen to our siblings in trouble, listen to our people in pain, listen to black and brown people who have the courage to share pain and trauma of existing in a state that is literally out for genocide. Listen, and the spirit enables us to understand the fire we see and the God ablaze. We listen by spirit, not by orthodoxy, not by right belief, not by doctrine or letter. We listen outside of church speak. We listen by spirit and heart. We listen and we will hear a new language a new language of truth and love and radical presence and mutual destiny. 
Without this, our theology is shallow and empty. Bishop Flunder wisely understands that the spirit retreats. The spirit will not be here for what she calls lazy, trifling, colonized theology. Church, we don't, we can't have this theology. White folks, do you hear me? Are you listening? We have lost the spirit. We are like Solomon, once leading, now led astray. The prophet James Baldwin said, God gave Noah the rainbow sign. No more water the fire next time. This is the fire, fire burning and telling us to stop, to change, to listen. The spirit seeks a new language, the connection, the flow, the divine dance between humanities. Between humanities, Parker Ave, like a phoenix, we rise. Through theology has been written down in history with some bitter, twisted lies. Mm. Like the resurrection, Park Ave, you continue, you will continue to rise. Global pandemic isn't new for indigenous or oppressed communities. For us, the world has ended and been rebuilt thousands of times. I see the spirit rising in you, Park Avenue. The courage to admit our faults and to be truly in communion. To see the union of blackness and queerness for common humanity. To come back to church to dig deeper, to answer the call. And though you've been burned before, the strength and resilience, the change and the growth, the grace and the love shows in the fire of your spirit. From the beginners and the dreamers of the New Park Ave, we birth in the framers and the builders of the PABC circle in this community. Park Ave has sought to tear down oppressive structures to rebuild a faithful Christian theology that says love is the end and the beginning. I believe in you, Park Ave. You have been burnt before. I see your strength and vocation. You've come back to church to dig deeper. That vocation calls you, though you've been burned before. The strength and resilience to change and grow, the grace and the love shows through you in the fire of your spirit. Fire your spirit. I have faith in you, Park Ave, to come through and to start a revolution, to heal together, to unite, to lean on each other. When you're not strong, we will survive and thrive and adapt to our best strengths. The scripture declares, when the truth of spirit comes, the spirit will guide you in all truth. The spirit won't speak on their own, but will say whatever they hear and will proclaim to you what is to come. Park Ave, speak your words of fire loud because you are changing the world. You are changing the world. Speak your words, Park Ave, so that your soul may be heard. Speak, spirit, speak your truth to us so we may have a clue to what's right. Place our spirits on the side of justice and our minds in the seat of hope. Guide our words to the table of love and prepare for us a plate of understanding. Spirit, pour us a cup of grace and mercy and feed us with a spoon of compassion. Spirit of fire, wash us with your soap of forgiveness and dry us off with your towel of courage. Guide us, words of fire. Renew us 
a spirit of peace on this day. The spirit of peace. The spirit will guide the willing and open heart. Oh my God, may our hearts be prepared for the working of the spirit of God. Tongues of fire, cleanse my spirit, remove the fear of burning, to be placed by courage, the courage of the Pentecost fire. This season arrives and I see fire ablaze in the streets and in the mountains. I see God in the image of you, Imago Dei, within and throughout each person, each soul. Spirit compels us to speak words of fire, words of fire that give new life and heat and faith and joy. Words of fire speak life and project images of justice and challenge unjust systems. Words of fire, red letters written anew. May God make it so. May God make it so. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavbaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust, knowing that the God that created you loves you and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively. Mm -hmm.